Welcome to Five to Thrive, five strategies to equip and empower educators, parents, and students to thrive. And here are your hosts, Dr. Rhoda and Professor Marty. Before uh, we, we start this podcast, Dr. Rhoda and I were, were just had a chance to talk and to just organic conversation on, on, on value and how we value people. And it just lends itself so beautifully into what Dr. Rhoda is talking about, uh, especially made me think and reflect, in this case, more as a dad than an educator. You know how your kids are the kids that you look for? You know, kids are playing on the playground and you see many kids, but you're really looking for your kid or your children are singing in church and you see all the kids, but you really notice two kids, the one that's lip syncing and your kid. <laughs> Hopefully how, that's, how, that's the same. <laughs> how do you know my one of my sons so well? Yeah. Um, you know, you're at the track meet or the volleyball tournament or the swim meet. And the space is just peppered with kids. But you manage to find yours. I'm always impressed with swim parents. Like from the head sticking out of the pool, they can see which kid is which kid is theirs, right? Well, your kids feel that towards you times 10. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. You are who they look for. You are the one who brings them security. They long to be seen and appreciated by you. Depending on what age they are in their development, you are their world for the majority of their childhood. They want your attention. They want your, they, they long seek, long for your approval. They want to feel safe. They want to feel connected. They want to feel seen. They want to feel heard. And they want to know that they matter. And here's the point. No one can make a child feel that better than a loving parent. There's nobody that can give your kids that foundation better than you. Teachers are important, but it's that, that parent who really sets that up. So just as first impressions are important, the first few minutes of an exchange between two human beings is also important in setting the tone for conversation. So the first few moments often set that tone for the rest of the conversation that follows. So are you being intentional in those times when you're talking to your children? Are you really thinking about how you want to show up to those conversations? Or are you busy on your phone or with the laundry? or thinking about a challenge at work, which are all important things. But when you're doing that, you're not being fully present and lovingly engaged with this young person who wants to be seen and heard, who wants you to hear to, to have your attention, which is what they're longing for. Now, those of you with teens, it looks a bit different at times, but the premise is still the same. They project it differently, but in their being, they still want that same connection with you. And although they may not like you said, visibly show those signs, mm -hmm. a at least my, my teenagers mm -hmm. uh, don't, they certainly are aware if you're all in or if you're not, if you're fully present or if you're not. Yes, and during those younger years when they really, really want your attention, then by the time they get to their, their, their teenage years, like they know they have it. So they're secure and they're just moving on. If they haven't really had your attention and if they don't really feel that really unconditional love that you see them, that you hear them, that you love them no matter what, teenagers are much more challenging and difficult for them and that, that, that has an impact. I recently saw a Facebook post that I thought contained a beautiful piece of wisdom. It said, there are nine minutes during the day that have the greatest impact on a child. The first three minutes after they wake up, the three minutes after they come home from school, the last three minutes of the day before they go to bed. Make those minutes special and help our children feel special, loved, 
and accepted. Each day, children need meaningful, eye-to-eye conversation with a parent. It is especially important to slow down, look them in the eye, listen, hear them, truly hear them, and respond with love. So, so I have this funny thing that I do when I when I meet with when I talk to my kids. Mm-hmm. I will like be eye level with them. Mm-hmm. So, because they're all different heights, mm-hmm. that means mm-hmm. pretty soon I have to stand on my tiptoes with <laughs> one of them. But the other one, I will always go on my knees, and it's yeah. kind of an ongoing joke. But it gets the attention, so you can have the conversation. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So, taking that time to hug your child, straighten her hair. Pat them on the back, tell them how proud you are of them each day. Just that simple touch makes them feel connected to a parent in ways that words never will. So touch is also important. And and would you say with the times that we're living, uh, this is happening even less just with the social distancing, all all of the stuff that is, is going on, they so desperately need that. Think back to what your parents' touch felt like. Do you recall? Like, I remember sometimes walking with my dad hand in hand when I was little, and his hand was so big, and his stride was so long, and I worked so hard to, like, keep up with him in his stride, you know, and it just, I had such a feeling of security and love and everything was okay, simply from walking with my dad holding his hand. I remember sitting in church and my mom reaching out and taking my hand and just holding it and rubbing it and fond, fond memories of just, just knowing that you are loved and cared for. There's just something about that touch. Now, this does not mean that you never correct them. You know, telling them that they're special, we've got to be careful because, you know, that can go overboard a little bit. But it doesn't mean we don't correct them. They still need to know that there's a cause and effect. And when they mess up, you know, you're not, you don't hate them. There's just consequences for their actions. Kids still need to be allowed to make kid-sized mistakes so they can learn from their experiences because that's how they learn. They don't need a false sense of confidence by being told that they can be or do anything. The truth is you can't really be or do anything you want. But you can be everything God made you to be. You can faithfully try things and learn from them. You don't have to be really good at something in order to benefit from it. For example, you don't have to be a really good musician to benefit from learning to play an instrument. You don't have to be an excellent artist to benefit from doodling and drawing. You don't have to be an excellent writer to keep a journal. You don't have to be an excellent athlete to enjoy playing sports at recess or after school. We learn and benefit from being a part of the process from the attempt. And I think benefiting as part of the process and also gaining appreciation for those who are gifted in those areas, eye-opening that how how awesome it is that the Lord has blessed people in so many different ways. Absolutely. So as parents, we don't have to set up a culture where children feel that they need to be the very best and win at everything. We can set up a culture where children learn to be their best, to do their best and have fun and learn from each experience. Children also need to feel loved, appreciated, and valued, even when they mess up. You know, in the world, we have cause and effect. We have consequences. I was just thinking about this the other day. In Christ, we don't. In Christ, we have free forgiveness and grace. Nothing we need to do to earn that. In Christ, we may have earthly consequences for our sins, for actions that we do that he hasn't sanctioned. But he doesn't hold that against us. He still loves us with the strongest love ever known. And we can model that for our children. Just because they mess up and need to be held accountable, we still love them with an everlasting and undying, unconditional love. When they know that, when they really know that, when they feel it in the fiber of their being, when they know that they unconditionally have someone in their corner who is never going to leave their corner, who is never going to love them less, it gives them such an incredible foundation of security to build their life upon. So many kids are missing that right now. 
They feel that they need to earn the love and attention of their parents. They need to earn the approval of their friends. And they get so caught up in that pressure that they become anxious about their very worth and identity. Let them know that they're surrounded by people who love them. And now go out and be who God made you to be. Not what society or social media or a marketing campaign thinks you should be. Be who God made you to be and go enjoy it. So the key is having those conversations with them. The important thing is that you're spending time with them and having conversations, hugging, touching, showing them that you value and treasure them each and every day, ideally multiple times per day. Our goal on Five to Thrive is to equip and support educators and parents as they help each child develop to his or her full God-given potential. So here are five key takeaways from today's episode. Number one, as much as you notice your child, remember your child notices you even more. Number two, when interacting with your, with your child, remember the first few words really set the tone for the conversation. Uh, first impressions are important and, and be intentional. Number three, be in the moment with your child. They know when you're being authentic with them and when you're not. Number four, remember that a touch really is an effective way, giving a hug, a slap on the shoulder, well, I guess not a slap too hard on the shoulder. <laughs> Touch shows value, and kids pick up on that. And number five, yes, make sure your student, your child, knows that actions have consequences, but even more importantly, know that despite the consequences, your child knows that you absolutely love them. Thanks for taking the time to learn with us. Let us know how you're doing. If you have questions, challenges, or successes you want to share, please let us know through the comments section of our website. May your week be blessed.